this episode of Janet Today, Janet Tomorrow, Janet Forever, the podcast where two cousins discuss all things Janet Jackson. Today we're going to talk about Janet Jackson's If. My name is Courtney and I'm here with my cousin. Cousin Cam. Hey Cam, what's going on your way? The heat is on. The heat is on. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not complaining though. Actually it was a little chilly here in Charlotte today and I did not say boo about it. So we have a lot to talk about. You and I have both been counting down the hours, the minutes, the days to Janet Jackson's Essence performance, even though we didn't attend. The struggle was real. (laughs) But it was still exciting. So tell me what you thought. I think Janet did great. I love the dancers. I love the outfits. And I'm just glad that she decided to do Essence just so that more people can experience what we've experienced seeing her on tour. Yes. At 52, she's still killing it. Yes. (laughs) She is putting on a show and it's a little different than the state of the world. So, you know, we saw her just a couple months ago at the state of the world and it was a little different, at least based Mm -hmm. on the clips that I could put together mm-hmm. on the internet and I tried to watch every single one I saw on IG or Facebook or whatever uh, but just based on it you know you could see that they added a little extra sauce yeah the transitions were different some of the choreography was different and it was a little more pop and it was just good yeah. and I really liked the opening you know she opened with a previously unreleased track skin game had you ever heard that before I hadn't and honestly I thought it was something that she just recently cooked up and put out there yeah because it sounds so fresh like it sounded so good but it's actually from rhythm nation 1814 so it was a track that didn't make the cut for that album and it sounded like it could have just been made today it sounds so good it definitely didn't sound dated or you know something that was just dug up out of the crate yeah i think that's proof that she's always been ahead of her time yeah and so that just <laughs> That song, Skin Game, with its message, too, being about racial discrimination, she couldn't be more relevant then and now. You have to show ID just to swim in the pool right now. That's your own complex. Unfortunately. That's about how bad it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So she's timely yet again, and I think I really appreciate the thoughtfulness with which she crafts her shows. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, she she had to go to the archives for that one, but <laughs> the time called for it, and it was yeah. perfectly appropriate. And honestly, it sounded so good live. Like, it's a good song. So if you Google it and just listen to it on YouTube, it's a very good song, but it sounded amazing live with the band. So I was excited about that, and I hope that that's a carryover so that we'll see that in the tour because, you know, I gotta go again. So when she comes to Charlotte in August, I will be there. And I'm counting on Jesus that maybe I will get to meet her this time. So. Asking you shall receive. Listen, listen. Close mouth, don't get fed. So I'm like, I'm trying to meet Janet Jackson. So another part of it was the tribute to Joe. Yes. You know, she talked a little bit about in the middle of the show, ironically, so I thought it was um, the strength that she, you, one has to have to not only just perform the show, but also to uh, speak so eloquently, you know, mm-hmm. about the passing of your father and your thought process, you know, and she said that when she, you know, she was just having a hard time moving forward. And so she was talking to her brother, like, what should I do? Do I cancel the festival? Do I cancel the rest of the tour? What do I do? And uh, she said her brother said, well, what do you think 
Joseph would say. And she said she thought he would say, finish what you started. Right. So that's what she did. She's like, that's why I'm here, you know, to finish what I started. So to be up there and to talk about it, and she talked about all the things her father did for her, her family, and, you know, getting them out of Gary, Indiana, and helping them to build these legendary careers. You know, she talked about those things. And I'm just like, wow, how are you able to articulate this? It reminded me of her appearance on BET right after Michael's passing. That just shows you that the strength that the Jackson family has and the strength that Joseph Jackson himself had. He groomed them with great work ethic and it's just their strength to just carry on and continue to do something that you love and remember your fans. So, Yeah, I would agree. And her brothers as well were performing as well. I think in Europe, the Jacksons were putting on the show. So everybody, you know, got back to what they were doing. And I think, I hope that we know they love their fans and we know Janet loves her fans. And I think that she gets some comfort from being with her audience and performing for her audience and just having that experience and getting that energy. So I hope that she was able to get some comfort even just for a couple of hours while she dazzled and razzled and entertained us during that show. So it was terrific. Oh, the yeah. clips that I saw were terrific. And there was a lot of clips. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, there was a lot of clips, a lot of footage. My Facebook timeline was just like, soup, soup, soup. Yes. And I was like, give me more. <laughs> Jam fam came through, okay? Oh, yes. <laughs> she killed it. Like, I'm always rooting. And I was kind of nervous because, you know, Essence is a is a different crowd, a mixture of crowd. You know, it's young, old, different, you know, cultures and stuff. But the fact that she brought the house down just made me feel so proud to be a Janet fan, you know? Absolutely. And, you know, I think I was sharing with you that I was a little nervous because 1045 on a Sunday night at Essence Festival, and like you said, it's the crowd that maybe isn't necessarily exclusive Janet fans. Mm-hmm. You know, they're just at the festival and you want to take in all the experiences. But I was like, 1045 on a Sunday isn't a just take in the experience. Like, she packed the house and you don't stay that late if you don't care. And I'm like, I think all of those people were really there to cheer and support and just enjoy Janet Jackson, and it just warmed my heart. I was so excited when a couple of folks who were recording kind of panned the audience, and I'm like, yes, it's full, and now my heart is full. I am at peace. (laughs) (laughs) And there were so many videos out there, but there was one that was before the performance had me cracking up because i i was like i can relate <laughs> are you talking about the one uh thing is the comedian david a arnold yes 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 his, his reenactment was like i feel you i i, I feel you i i understand my brother <laughs> yeah so apparently he was on a flight to new orleans um, he and Sherry Shepard were sitting in first class and he says that Janet Jackson was right next to him, like across the aisle, Janet and her son. <laughs> and he was totally fanboy, <laughs> but he was trying to keep it together on the outside, but he was fanboying on the inside. And I was like, yeah, bro, I get it. I, do, I, I totally do get it. I thought it was interesting too that, uh. 
Janet and Issa were basically on a commercial flight because, you know, we usually see her on private jet. So I, I decided in my mind, I was like, oh, she went all out. She wanted the full Essence experience. Because, you know, on Girls Trip, the Essence experience starts on the plane. Yeah. <laughs> you got to get the full experience. <laughs> But the part that cracked me up was when he said, I was trying not to look at her booty, but I looked at her booty. <laughs> yes, yes. I was like, I don't, you don't have to tell that. But I was like, dude, <laughs> listen, how you not going to stare at Janet Jackson, even if you're trying to give yourself a pep talk? <laughs> like, how you not going to do it? But honestly, if that was me, though, I would have probably been staring so hard with my mouth open. She'd probably be like, can y'all move this crazy chick? She is scaring me. Because I'd just be like, uh. They would have had to install a curtain around you. <laughs> yeah. And then finally, when we get off the plane, I'd be like, please listen to my demo. No. 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 You're not going to boys to men or. Yeah. Please listen to my demo. <laughs> Yes, yes. So yeah, I would. That would have been me as well. You know, I try to. I, you know, I've had some jobs where I've had to work with different celebrities or whatever, and I have really, I've held it together every time. Like I've never, you know, lost my marbles or anything. But I really do like I, because I believe in speaking things into existence, and I will, I will meet Janet Jackson. I've already started giving myself the pep talk, like, you know, how to stay calm, how to say, you know, because I think if anybody could get me to, like, forget my name, because I don't think I would be the person who would be, like, screaming or yelling. I would just be the person who said nothing and then have so much to say <laughs> after she's gone. So I'm trying to, like, prep my speech and my demeanor, you know, for the day when God blesses me. And I'm gonna um, agree with you and prep my demo. So when she said, "Hey Kim, I can hit play and just start doing my moves." Please don't do that with me. If you're together, yes. you cannot do that. I'll be First late. of all, I didn't know you had a demo, but second of all, <laughs> whatever you demoing, let me go to the car. <laughs> I'll be ready, boy. <laughs> She'd probably be like, "Uh, yeah, that's nice." Nah. Yeah, like whatever. Whatever this is, please know. <laughs> I'm going to need to step away. <laughs> to the left, to the left. That's right, cuz. Go over there for a second. You ready yeah. for this? <laughs> yes. Because I don't even know what it is. <laughs> okay. Okay, okay, okay. So, we talked about Essence Festival. There was another little thing that caught my attention this week in the news. Um all over social media, especially in some of the Jan fam uh, fan pages and chat groups. There was a lot of conversation about one Miss Sissy Houston. Oh, yeah. Because there is a movie that's coming that's supposed to reveal the real Whitney Houston. Mm -hmm. um, and we're supposed to just see rare footage of, you know, what Whitney was really like. Again, I would just want to say that. But um, Sissy Houston has... Um, has some words. Yeah. Sissy Houston was wild. Yes. <laughs> Not Quincy Jones wild, but she was wild. <laughs> she just I think she could have been just given more time. 
<laughs> Tell us how you really feel. Yes, yes, yes. Um, yeah, so the movie is coming out, or it may have already. I think it actually came out this past weekend. And I yeah. do want to see it because I saw the one. There's a Showtime documentary right. um, with Whitney Houston out now, and it's really good. Um, so I was looking forward to seeing this one, but, you know, some of the clips have already leaked, and some of it has been captured on YouTube. And <laughs> when I say, Sissy, wow. <laughs> So the exact quote is from Sissy Houston. To set the scene, it looked like Whitney Houston was feeling a little down about herself and Sissy was trying to build her up. But unfortunately, she was putting a whole lot of people down in the process. Uh, But she said, never mind all that other shit. Janet Jackson, let that bitch have it. You got class. You can sing. You don't need all that. Oh, she went through. She had Paula. (laughs) Yeah, she had Paula too. Yeah, I mean, she went through. And so I was a little surprised. Not necessarily at the sentiment, but I was surprised about the language. It sounded like It was ugly. Yeah, it was ugly. Dropping all them (laughs) S-bombs. Yeah. This is when you know it's bad. I was like, I'm really not comfortable reading this Sissy Houston quote. Like, you shouldn't be uncomfortable reading the church lady's quote. Right. This is what I didn't like about it. I didn't like the fact she was putting somebody else down just to lift her daughter up. This happened around 91, where Whitney Houston was accused of not being black enough. And that's hard. Yeah. Because we shouldn't question whether or not Whitney Houston was black enough. There's no way to be black. Right. You, you're just black or you're not. But those kind of words are kind of cruel. Because trust me, Janet ain't no bitch. Absolutely. And you mentioned this is 91. So, like, we have to rewind our minds to, like, 91 Janet. So, that was, like, Rhythm Nation Janet. You know? Yeah. I'm not even sure. We might have been up to Love Would Never Do by then. But for the most part, like, she was cussing out, like, the knowledge Janet and state of the world Janet. <laughs> like... Ma'am. Well, do you think it has something to do with Bobby? Because, you know, the whole rumor is that Bobby and Janet possibly had something going on. Well, you know, I remember hearing that. And even Bobby Brown recently tried to say, like, yeah, that was true. But the reason I don't believe that was true is two reasons. You know, I believe Janet Jackson has everybody signed a non-disclosure. So, the fact that he didn't know about the non-disclosure <laughs> tells me. <laughs> oh, Lord. They probably didn't do nothing because he would have had to sign a piece of paper if they did. Right. Um, and then the other reason is I remember reading because I'm got i going to take you way back. I have a fresh magazine. Uh-huh. I still have it. Yeah. And it's Bobby and Janet were having a birthday party together. And... The story behind that article was basically like the record companies were trying to revamp both of their images. So they were trying to get Janet a little edge uh-huh. and they were trying to soften Bobby Brown. Oh. And so they thought creating them as a couple could do that. Like oh. good girl meets bad boy and they kind of meet in the middle. Oh. So it was it was kind of like a a production really to kind of get people to buy into it. So I can't say for sure there was no truth to it, but I do know that it was a product of the record labels trying to maneuver it so that each of them could kind of benefit from the other's reputation. But wasn't Renee floating around too? Oh yeah, he was there. So that's the other reason why I don't think that that was ever a thing. 
Because, um, yeah, he was already in the picture. But, yeah, so we don't know. We really don't Mm-mm. know, but I don't think so. So I don't think there was any friction there. And in the video, you see Whitney is kind of like, ooh, mama, you ain't had to go in like that on <laughs> Janet. Like, she didn't say anything, <laughs> but her body language said, whoa. <laughs> yeah, like, her body language was like, we don't really got to do that. No, so, we, I ain't know you going to do it like that. <laughs> now, there is another interesting connection between Whitney Houston and Janet Jackson. The song, How Will I Know, uh-huh. was actually commissioned for Janet Jackson. And when it was written for her and turned over to her and her management team, they passed on it. Thank God. I know. Can you imagine it doesn't belong with her? <laughs> no. It's a Whitney Houston song. Yeah, that's a um, Whitney song. But they, uh, they, she passed. And uh, the folks who wrote the song, they were devastated. Like, we really thought that this was perfect for her. Mm-mm. But honestly, I think it landed where it should have landed. Yes. Yeah. So that's another little connection. Let me just say this. How many more Whitney Houston documentaries and movies is there going to be? <laughs> I remember that was the awful. Well, it wasn't awful. It just wasn't good. Whitney Houston movie. I think it was on Lifetime or one of mm-hmm. those cables. Then there was the Bobby Christina movie. Oh, I forgot about that. I didn't see either of them. And then I've also seen the documentary that was on Showtime. I think both of those were in the works at the same time. Like the, the Showtime one and this one that's going to the movie theater okay um, and i imagine they're probably very similar because i mean it's probably the same footage and it's only the same, it's it's one life so i don't know how many ways you're going to tell the, the story of this one life i might wait to hit red box i don't know i'm kind of whitney houston now <laughs> i mean well, yeah i'm interested i'm definitely interested um like you i don't know if i need to rush to the theater to see it i do intend to see it i just don't know when yeah all right so let's get into this week's song if I was your girl. This week's song is If. Yes! From the Janet album. It was released July 13th, 1993. It was the second single from the album. The record label actually wanted this to be the first song released off the Janet CD. Mm-hmm. Which, I'm going to be honest. This single is why I bought the Janet CD. I mean, that's the way love goes was now that I think about it, it was the perfect song to start promoting the CD and everything. But when I heard this track, I was in love. It was just different. It was hip hop. And then you had that sample from someday we'll be together. Mm -hmm. And right before the song comes on, it's like, be a good boy and put this on. Man, I love this track. (laughs) And to me also one thing i love about this song is the fact that it kind (laughs) of it's kind of sad but this is actually what my love life is about you know i see somebody (laughs) and they take it and i'm sitting there i'm like if i was your girl (laughs) but i love this track (laughs) i'm sure you're not the only one you know i never picked up on the part about them being taken so I just thought that for whatever reason they couldn't be together, but I didn't realize I'm like, oh, she's respecting boundaries. <laughs> He's in a relationship and she's choosing to respect that relationship. I was like, I got you, girl. I see what you're doing. It was kind of like OPP, but you just didn't go through with it. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. 
So the lyrics of this song basically describe a fantasy of her wanting someone, imagining all the things she would do if they were together. And I thought that was just a really clever play. Now, of course, I was young when I heard the song. How old would I have been? Probably 13, maybe? <laughs> uh, <laughs> and so there were some nuances that I missed. Uh, but, you know, I thought it was a really... When I first heard this song, I just thought, sonically, it was amazing. Like, it didn't sound like anything I'd heard before. The sounds were just different. And it was so full. like. I don't know how to describe it other than like a rock or a hip hop orchestra. Like it was. Right. The sound was immersive. It surrounded you. It consumed you. And I just had never heard anything like it. And I was addicted immediately. <laughs> Till this day when she performs this song and you hear that dun 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 You already know what's. <laughs> yes, yes. You already know what song she's Your arms perform. and legs start moving in opposite directions. Yes, yes. The other thing, too, about this song was Janet did all of the vocals. So it's like, if you look at the liner notes, no one else is listed. And so, you know, you hear all those different voices and you hear all those different layers and it's all her. I mean, Janet's a talented artist. Yes. One thing that stands out to me about it is the lyrics. They're direct, but they're not vulgar with it. She's being her shy personality, but at the same time, she's whispering in your ear, hey, I mm-hmm. need you to step aside from this chick because I really, I really want you. Yeah. Like, when I think about it, I was like, it's super sexy. Like, this song wouldn't happen today. Like, it's super sexy. We didn't talk about popping any peas. <laughs> Nobody mentioned <laughs> yeah. Nobody mentioned any penises or, you know, like, it was, it just, it no, there was no cum. We didn't hear that. Like, but it was, it was super sexy. Like one of my favorite lines from the song, you're smooth and shiny, feels so good against my lips. You're like, you're smooth and shiny, what? (laughs) Like, you know, it's like, you know, she allowed, she painted the picture where you could almost see it, but she didn't, you know, it just wasn't crass, but you knew what was going on. Right. And I think about like a lot of 70s songs, like this song was like Janet's love come down. Right, like, <laughs> like you know, like you know, you sang that song. You know, you're six, seven, eight, nineteen years old, and then sometime around high school or college, you're like, oh, that's what that song was about. <laughs> <laughs> that's what's missing from music today, anyway. It's like music now is straightforward. I want to get you in the bed. I'm gonna show you how I can do this to you. Bye, 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 baby, bye. And it's like it's no build up, like. Talk sexy and you don't to have me. to think like you don't have to do any of the work like <laughs> it's just so plain and crass and boring it's not creative yeah the lyrics like you were saying your favorite part my favorite part is the lyrics where she say how many nights i laid in bed excited over you i closed my eyes and thought of us a hundred different ways i've gotten there so many times i wonder how about you mm-hmm. i mean that's <laughs> genius okay (laughs) and that was like the most explicit it is in this song and this like when you think of this song you think of this song like this song is rated x yes but it's not if you just like look at the actual words like you're filling in all the blanks (laughs) Mm -hmm. yes yes and you know a couple things when i think about how this song was written I've actually heard two things. One of them is that 
you know, she wrote it in the conference room at Virgin Records, like during a meeting. Wow. Now, I read that online, so I don't know how true that is because mm-hmm. I couldn't find the source. Okay. The other part, and I've actually heard Jimmy Jam say this, is when they put together the track, you know, Jimmy likes to build a track and he has a theme. So this song, he wanted to use some more Motown samples. So that's how they got Someday We'll Be Together. Okay. So he built the track. And he presented it to her, and she liked it. And so she was going to write something to it. And she was like, well, you know, like, how do you think it should sound? Or what, what, how should it go? And he said, in my mind, I was hearing, like, a chant. Like, you know, a Buddhist chant or something. <laughs> and he says, he said when he said that to her, like, he was kind of thinking a little bit, like, that's kind of a crazy request. But he's like, he didn't. He just let her go with it. And he's like, the next day, she had the whole song to this chant that she made up in her mind. <laughs> like, <laughs> and so that's how that came about. <laughs> oh, my God. That's how he tells it. But you know what? I'm going to be honest. When this song comes on, there is a, like, when it first comes on, I'm just like, okay, here come my part. <laughs> okay, here go my part. <laughs> yes, so that's where that comes from. And it is really ingenuitive. Like, if you, if you would have said that to me, you would have got nothing. <laughs> we would just be staring at each other. Right. <laughs> yeah, so I, th- I thought that was great. And what's so cool about this Janet CD was that she was actually showing more of her sensual side, her love side, whereas with Rhythm Nation, it was such a conscious record. Sort of similar to how Marvin Gaye was going on, then he went to Let's Get It On. Yes. And I think that just shows how, you know, artists, true artists are able to create and reflect of what's going on in their lives. Mm Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's even an observation that, uh, a comparison that Jimmy Jam makes um, between Janet and Marvin Gaye. You know, people were shocked and appalled and just floored that she made such an abrupt transition from the Rhythm Nation era to the Janet Love album, as we're calling it. But really, there was a precedent there already. And also, too, it was just it was just where she was in life. And um, she wanted her art to reflect that. Because you can't be, you know, I think we as humans, we all have different sides. And we just can't be one way all the time. I mean, you're going to go through love. You're going to go through heartbreak. You're going to go through troubles. And you wouldn't be a true artist if you hid that from your fans. And that's one thing Janet does do. She shares that with her fans to let them know, hey, you're going through this. I've been there before. This is how I've learned to deal with it. And that's one of the things, too, that I think is very uniquely Janet Jackson. She is always willing to present herself as a new creature. And, you know, later in her career, she started giving herself new names as she was doing different projects. Um, You know, we got to meet Strawberry and Demita Joe and, you know, all of these (laughs) others that live inside of her. Which is something that you don't necessarily get from other artists. You know, you get artists who go in the studio, and if it worked last time, they just go make some more of that. <laughs> Next time I come around, they just make some more of that. Uh, but Janet really went in and really reflected on her life. Yeah, and that's one of the things I say that makes her a true standout amongst the crowd. And one of my favorite quotes of hers is comes from a Rolling Stone article. It's actually called... Um, 
Janet Jackson, The Joy of Sex. And it was written by David Get- David Ritz, <laughs> right? The title alone. Um, but it's written by David Ritz. And I'm not going to read the whole thing, but it just talks about her as an artist. Um, she She's talking about kids and how she just believes so much in the intelligence of kids. And she says, and she says, you know, that's the intelligence that I look for in myself. I don't always find it, but I know it's there. I'm talking about responding to the world emotionally, directly. Art that comes from the heart, not the head. And she went on to say, the thing that excites me isn't becoming a bigger star, but a better artist, deeper, truer to the things I find exciting. So if right now I find sex exciting, if I'm looking at the physical love in a beautiful light, I put that in my art. If next year I'm depressed or confused or angry, I hope to have the courage to express those feelings. I hope to be an honest artist, no more, no less. <laughs> we both know that the next project after that was the <laughs> Velvet Rope, and she took yeah. us there. She had the courage I mean, to do it. She called a... it. <laughs> she was like, corner pocket. Yeah, she... <laughs> Where my money? <laughs> she called it. So let's talk about the video for a second. Yes, yes, yes. The video at the time was very unique because it takes place in this Asian nightclub and you see all this touchscreen technology webcams and things like that and you see these guys coming out of the ceiling (laughs) there was no other video that was using that imagery there was nothing like it so the video was directed by Dominic Cena and choreographed by Tina Landon Landon. and Janet and then Two of my favorite male dancers of hers was Omar Lopez and Keith Williams, uh, both basically because they were both very beautiful. <laughs> she just wants y'all to know. <laughs> just want you to know, I, I think yeah, you're beautiful. Yeah, <laughs> in case you're listening, they were both very beautiful. Yeah, so my what I remember about that video is them coming down Cirque du Soleil style from the ceiling <laughs> and uh, Janet bursting through that door, you know, with those red flowing fabric and she walks down the center into this room where she's about to perform so that's the thing that i remember so much so in this video too this video was i don't want to say it was well here's what i will say when i first heard the song so you know this i had the album and so i had heard the song Mm -hmm. before the video so in my mind, what I thought the video would be and what I saw was completely different. Like there was no possible way you would ever come up with this video. I would have never expected to see what we saw. I remember being <laughs> floored the very really? first time I saw this video because the dancing was amazing. At the time, I don't even really think I got all of the like touch screen and, and the fact that this was you know somebody in there was a madam and like I don't think I got all of that at the time when I was watching because I remember being on my knees on the floor in the den in front of the tv with my parents and I know if I truly got it I would have been very embarrassed (laughs) (laughs) well because I caught all of it because I caught the crotch grabbing. I caught that slapping that head and shaking it. <laughs> I caught that. I caught and the faces being perfectly positioned. And, you know, I caught that. But I didn't necessarily know, like, what was going on in this in this uh, place with the happy endings. Like, I didn't know what was happening. Um, but, yeah, like I was saying, like, she really pushed the envelope. But it wasn't so much that, so, like, you couldn't watch with your family maybe you didn't want to but it wasn't so much that you know like 
everybody was covered. Everything was fully, you know. Yeah. Uh, but it was definitely wild. It was definitely cutting edge. And it was different in a cutting edge way. Like, you know, you might think of someone like Madonna or even Grace Jones. Oh, yeah. I think, didn't Grace Jones have the first <laughs> naked video? Yeah, uh, she did. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I didn't see it no more. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, so, yeah. I mean, she's she really... <laughs> I hate the word classy because I don't even like that word, but she really did. Tasteful. Yes, it was very it was tastefully tasteful. done. Every time I see this video, I always think about Bill Bellamy MTV Jam mm-hmm. because Bill Bellamy, they did like this special on it uh-huh. with Janet and they were like on the set. And all I can remember is Janet rubbing Bill Bellamy's nipples. <laughs> <laughs> nipples. And Bill, if you watch MTV Jams back in the day, he already had like a bright smile. I love Bill Bellaby. Yes. But that smile was so bright. <laughs> oh, yes. He had all he could handle that day. And I remember, too, all of his interviews with Janet Jackson were always so much fun. Yeah. He was like, yeah, I'm here with Janet. Yes. I'm like, Bill, you are in heaven. That's what he was are. surrounded by the dancers. They was rubbing on them and dancing on them. Yeah, 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 that's worth taking a look on on the YouTube's for. It was very, uh, it was fun, really. Like I said, he was my, he was one of my favorite um, VJs. Actually, at that time, MTV had great music journalists. If we're being honest, like I, I liked right. uh, John Norris. I like Kurt Loder. I like they were good. I learned so much about music from John Norris. It's a shame. Yes, <laughs> they were good. They were good. Another thing about the video, you know, we talk about how it is taking place in this, like, I don't want to say Asian restaurant. I'm not sure what it was. Um, But one of the things, too, that I liked that Janet did, at least in this video, is she was able to appreciate the culture without appropriating the culture. Right. Like she was in the Asian world, but she was just herself. Um, And I see like I feel like. A lot of times, anytime someone wants to do something like this, they maybe don't get it right. Right. Where they're uh, exploiting the culture. And so, obviously, I can't comment too much because it's not my culture, so I can't say where the line is. True. But I definitely have seen things that went awry. Yeah. And I thought that this was just so tastefully done and it introduced us to a location, to to an experience that many folks would not have had any purview into if it not have been for this video so i still love this video yes to this day i debate if this is my most all-time great favorite jenna jackson song it's between this and miss you much and there are some days where i can listen to if three or four times in a row and never get tired of it really really i really do love this song I can even close my eyes and just tell you exactly how the video went. (laughs) So a lot of people felt like you. They loved this song. Although I was surprised to recall that it was not a number one. So when I think about like, you know, she's had so many number ones. I just assumed this was one of them. But it actually made it to number four on the Billboard charts and number three on the R&B charts. Although it did hit number one on the dance club songs. We'll take that number one. Yeah. So I was just surprised (laughs) about that. And did you try to learn any of these stand steps? Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. For sure. I probably still got a bruise on my knee from trying to do all that stuff on the carpet. <laughs> Not a good idea. 
Hey, it's listen, you know when you used to come up, if there would have been a videotape in that house, oh my gosh, somebody could definitely, definitely blackmail us. Oh yeah. <laughs> Dancing. I remember we tried to learn I think it was Heavy D and the Boys. We got our, oh, oh I still can rock that though. Everybody shake your body. <laughs> <laughs> And let's talk about the performance of If on the MTV Music Awards, one of the signature performances of all times by Janet and also on that award show. Yeah, I still think this might be my favorite. And it's so hard to pick a favorite Janet Jackson live performance, but this might be it. I mean, the way they did that medley with that's the way love goes and then moved into if and if was kind of like slowed down Mm -hmm. it was amazing and i still think maybe there have been some other vma performances that were better but if it was it was probably a janet performance because i just can't think of anything that would have topped that it's up there of course mike performance when he performed all his greatest hits that was a great performance you know what i don't i don't even remember that performance you're talking about you don't remember when he came out with don't stop till you get enough and he Lisa Marie's in the stands and I don't oh, but you see you girl. see where my brain is like it was Janet I'ma pop you upside the head when I see you please don't <laughs> with him performing dangerous oh was that when he had the red gloves yes oh that was good dangerous yeah. and then he did the backhand bounce at towards the end I loved it now that you have firmly implanted it in my brain and I have saved myself from being popped upside the head. Barely. <laughs> so let's talk a little bit about the awards. If actually won a BMI pop award for the most played song for 1993. Like I wouldn't have guessed that it was the most played song for 93, but yeah, it makes sense. I feel like this song came on 42 times a day. And I was so happy. To- and then also Soul Train Music Awards um, in 1994 video of the year it also got uh the playboy magazine entertainment (laughs) awards which i didn't know was a thing me either (laughs) so for the mtv music awards for 1994 she won best female video but for the other two categories she was nominated in which was best dance video and then also best choreography she did not win so i had to get online and look it up like why didn't she win what's up with that she was up against Salt and Pepper featuring In Vogue with What a Man, Hammer, Pumps and a Bump, <laughs> <laughs> US3, Cantaloupe. Yes, Flip Fantasia. I don't even remember no dancing. I don't either. I just remember the, the shadow of a person playing the trumpet. But Salt and Pepper won for What a Man. I, as you know, love salt and pepper and you know i had to get online and watch that video because i couldn't remember any spectacular dancing in this video i think at the end of the video isn't there just a little bit of choreography very basic (laughs) i think i remember more of hammer pumping a bump choreography (laughs) than i do what a man again i want to say i love cheryl and sandy (laughs) now you call them about But when I found out they won ahead of her in both categories for best dance video and best choreography, I may have even given you best dance video because it was fun, but I can't give you best choreography. Like they took that from Tina. (laughs) And I just want to say that 
what they really should do is they need to get those awards from wherever they are, buff them and box them and send them to Janet because those are her awards. (laughs) Those are her awards. All right. So that was fun. Look back at if apparently your favorite song that you don't know the words to. <laughs> Still my jam. Yeah, listen. I'm listen to it in a few minutes. Right, and just totally ignore all the words at the beginning. <laughs> yep. <laughs> that Janet album for me, with all of its diversity, is still one of my favorite Janet albums. It's my favorite. I think. Ask me tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> right. See if you can stick with the same answer for two days in a row. Yeah. Yeah. So that was cool. That was fun. All right. Now let's um play a little game. I guess we finna play. Has she ever? So in this segment, you and I are going to take turns asking each other questions. And we're going to try to figure out, has Janet ever done the thing? Okay, my question is, has Janet ever played spades? No. (laughs) No, you don't think so? Mm -mm. I want to say yes. Let me tell you why. I think she has played spades. I know her mom's a card player. Now, I... I don't know what kind of cards she plays. She probably play, you know, that era of cards was like bridge, euchre, bid whist. So it may be of that variety. But the reason I say yes is because tour bus. Right. Right. When you're rolling on the bus, you probably do play all sorts of things. Now, spades for me is one of those card games where like, you know, especially if you're black, you get frowned upon for not knowing how to play spades. But then nobody ever really wants to teach you to play spades. Oh. (laughs) And then they get mad at you when you miss it. Right. Yeah. So I'm really actually a very bad spades player. And I always say no when people ask me to play spades. Like, yes, I get the concept. Yes, I know what we're doing. But I don't like, I don't like tension. (laughs) Spades in the black community is a full contact sport. (laughs) (laughs) I just I usually say no but if we're getting back to Janet I think she has (laughs) so has Janet ever lied to a telemarketer who's called (laughs) that's a good one I gotta say I don't know I'm trying to think if I've ever lied to a telemarketer really because I'm like, this is your job. You're just trying to do what you're trying to do. I'm very direct. Ma'am, I don't have time. I'm at the grocery store. I'm trying to concentrate. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going to say yes. What do you think? I think so. She would probably be like, Jenny, not here. <laughs> <laughs> Why does she have to do a bad accent, though? Because <laughs> sometimes you got to let them think they got the wrong number. <laughs> What's yours? Uh, has Janet ever been in a fight? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I can see that. <laughs> I can see Janet putting them hands, throw them bows. Man. Really? Yeah. <laughs> you grow with that many brothers? 
Come on now. You can't tell me she ain't had Ren in the head like a time or two. <laughs> <laughs> I remember reading like something her father said. He basically was like, she was pretty rough. Like she was trying to fight everybody. She had no choice, man. Come on. <laughs> it's funny because I would not think that like who she is that we see. Like, I would not think that. But you're right. Like, you don't you're not the baby of that many brothers and you ain't rough and tumble. Right. I mean, I got just cousins. And I tell you right now, I don't had the backhand a couple of people myself. <laughs> like, my backhand game is strong. <laughs> it just hits you. Just like, I can't get. Oh, my goodness. 